wow, this is the most jump scare the podcast thing we've found. We found a fingernail on the couch. Is it a fingernail or is it a toenail? It's big. Oh, it's probably a toenail. Oh, gross. We found a toenail on the couch. <laughs> and I just screamed for 10 years because I was like, oh, what's stuck to my foot? And then I touched... There's another one. They were both stuck to my foot, <laughs> which are on the couch right now. Everybody, check your feet. Do we all have toenail? I don't. I don't have a toenail on me. Oh, uh, I love this place and I love this couch, but that did ruin this couch a little bit for me. <laughs> this couch is 10% worse. Uh, it's 10% more fitting within this show. It is because it was a jump scare. Not really. It was like a, a hop scare. It was tiny. Boo. Ah. Hop scare. <laughs> the podcast. A hop scare. It's like a little scare. A little one. <laughs> hey guys, we're here to talk to you about some things that we thought were minorly spooky. A little bit, but not that scary. Ooh. Tax season. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> 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 Hello. And welcome to Jump Scare the Podcast, where we take a premise, a concept, a Netflix <laughs> original series oh, that God. we want to talk about, and we pitch it. It's normally our idea that we are sharing with the other person. Also, we do the entire thing in announcer voices. Yeah, we do. It's annoying. Time. We talk like that. It's very annoying. <laughs> No. You did you did carry that on for longer than I expected, and I was just going to let you keep going and see how long it went. It's going to be forever. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, today, I believe, it's your turn to share. Yes, give me the mic. You have a mic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I put it here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually, I kind of came up with a title for mine. Ooh. Yeah, and I, it's, it's a working title. Okay, okay. They're all working titles. Yeah, they, yeah, this whole thing is a working thing. Okay, so you ready? Yes. East of West. That's the title. Okay, okay. I'm getting um, North by Northeast feels from it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, fair enough. It's direction, so. So the film begins with a black screen, and up comes white letters that say, Anarchy is fucking grace. <laughs> and... Breaking in comes St. Jimmy by Green Day. Oh my god, what? Blaring in basically uh, the like, one, two, one, two, three, four. And then like, uh, here comes St. Jimmy coming down the other way. Up on the boulevard like he just got an operate. Life is a cigarette. Coming at you on the counter. One, two, one, two, three, four. And we, and we get opened up to Catalina, who is our main character oh, okay. for the film. Okay, the island. Nope, but it's... Think think of Catalina. It's okay. it, it's like yeah. It's okay. It, it was pretentiously put there on purpose. Okay. Uh, so Catalina is this take this film takes place in like two thousand and two, two thousand and four okay. because Saint Jimmy came out in two thousand four, so it has to be two thousand four. But Early it comes out right at that point, and it's like the it. punk scene. I like it. And so it opens up with her putting on her makeup and getting herself ready to go out go out to a concert. Rad. And so. And 
it's basically going to take place. I kind of put it, I'm originally from Utah. And so I kind of put it in that type of suburbia metropolis hybrid (laughs) that Utah really specifically is. And so she's going to a place for all those Utah people out there. She's going to a place similar to the venue, which is a venue in Utah. That's absolutely named. Yeah. It's just, it's like the most like sort of basic place. Um, and again, for Utah people, I want it to be almost a mix of the Saltaire and the venue in style, which is like a mix of almost like uh, India Palace and then also just your basic ass venue, music venue, because the Saltaire is like a pretty famous music venue in Utah. Uh but I didn't want it to be there. I wanted it to be downtown. So she's getting ready. With, and it's like it, this song is hitting hard and it's hitting fast. And it goes through her getting ready. And then also you're seeing like her friends getting ready. But then it's also being blended in with the monotony of suburbia. And so you're kind of seeing like as this fucking punk anthem rock out anthem is going like her parents like sort of um reading the news together Mm -hmm. or watching dr phil Mm -hmm. and uh mowing like actually like snow blowing and those types of things Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's snowing it's i just thought about that at this moment but it's fucking snowing okay okay um i feel it and so and then it's like them crazy driving to the to the concert and then them waiting in line and like fucking rocking out and in line and getting in and the band's playing and the the song is still saint jimmy and maybe they're also playing that or they're playing their own thing it doesn't really matter but then at this moment where it's all sort of building up and, it, and it's building building and then they like the band goes to hit hard and the people are all freaking out and moshing and like shoving each mm-hmm. other and really getting into it and all of a sudden there's a nuclear explosion <gasps> where when so the nuclear explosion basically they are they're on they're towards the outskirts of the explosion but they are near enough that it burns everything to hell and so all of a sudden it's basically like my imagination is that there's like this white light that just ev- eviscerates the screen And then it comes to, and Catalina comes to, and everything is burning. And everybody is dying. And, and like, you're literally seeing, like, people melting into the things around them. And people running and screaming. And she comes to, and she she gets herself up. And it's one of those, probably a one take or those types of things where you're just seeing her run through chaos and anarchy. Mm -hmm. And so she's running, and she's getting shoved by people. She gets shoved to the ground. She gets back up. She gets out onto the streets. And she's seeing just the death devastation that lies before her and she makes her way through this city and then what i want her to do is end up getting to sort of a warehouse type area where she like collapses and she's like the you know you're having that the ringing sensation and she can't totally hear everything and then she like then all of a sudden she finally is coming to and she's finally realizing like oh shit her jacket is melted into her arm and like she tries to peel it off and she can't and she's like she like starts to take it off and she can't get it off and she's starting to realize her situation and she just starts yelling what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck and like freaking out and then collapses and passes out and then it comes back to and instead of snow falling it's ash raining down on her and she kind of comes to a little bit 
and she starts hearing almost a slithering movement from above within this warehouse. And then a few people run into the room and, and they're like, and they're clearly freaked out. They're clearly running from something else and they get down and then this beast basically starts killing all of them. Okay. Sudden monster movie. Okay. And that's, that's really where I'm at is that this is a monster film of, and I don't think it's an individual monster. I think it's basically whatever this nuclear explosion was kind of created all of these monsters that are going to be existing for the rest of it. And so there are these really grotesque, but almost beautiful, fantastical monsters that are not good, not bad, but destruction. Okay, interesting. I was thinking originally that you were going to say that the nuclear explosion was to try to destroy it, destroy them, and it failed. Mm -mm. But it created them. So what is the nuclear explosion then? Yeah, so what I what I was going for with this is I was going for that post 9/11 fear and I was going for that anarchy is creation that idea and I wanted to put that idea to task and I wanted to put it and so where I kind of want this to go is them needing to get somewhere like once once it's through the the chaos then they need to get to a zone or something or somewhere outside of the vicinity Mm -hmm. that they need to escape these monsters um but that the the end conceit is that this destruction this attack that that came in that it is the starting of something new it's a rebirth and i think that the attack came from I think there are two options. It came externally from somewhere else and it feeds into that post 9-11 fear that right, it, that was right. going on or it came from the government as a reaction to something. Does it need to be a like atom bomb nuclear explosion? N- no, it's undefined. Okay, so I, it's just I, an explosion. I, I, yeah, I sorry. It, it's not specifically a nuclear weapon. Okay. It's of that type. It's okay. that sort of impact. Okay, so it could be, for instance, there's a lot of different options, but it could be like an asteroid from outer space that strikes, huge explosion, and they're alien monsters, potentially. Absolutely. So my my non-negotiables Great. Uh, for this episode are going to be the punk scene, early awesome. 2000s. Okay. And that it, is a, that it is this sort of monster flick. I love monsters. I want, it, I want there to be these really creepy but beautiful things yeah. that, they're, that they are encountering. Great. We watched Bird Box together. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of that film was when the guy spreads out the drawings the of drawings. the monster. Yes. And it's, I wanted more of that. That's, I, I, was, I was not upset because they, I understood why they didn't. Yes. But those were, they, those were absolutely the best part. The best. Because it was... It was like a wedding of the appetite for the curiosity that you've had this entire film about what they look like. Um, And so that's what I'm imagining when you say beautiful but grotesque, terrifying monsters, but also, but like that kind of a thing. And I don't know how to recreate that kind of taste of terror in a film where you can see the monsters unless you don't see them. I think, so I think you do. I I really want to argue for that you do and that it's, I don't think this film can get made. Unlike last week's episode, at least currently, I don't know that it could be made. The, really? So, I don't know. It, I know, I mean, I it love maybe that. could. Continue. But 
there were there were a couple things that I set up that in, if it could get made, these are ways that I can do it. Is it's a nuclear explosion, so there's dust and this sort of hazel glow or tone to everything. It's kind of like and a there's constantly hill. things falling. Like there's con- sorry, there's constantly ash and stuff falling. Yeah. So you never you never have to have full clarity when seeing these things. Okay. Which means that when they're taking it into post and creating these yeah. monsters, they can get away with things. Yeah. While and it can be I went with punk too. I went with punk because I love the early two yeah. thousands punk scene. It's yeah. fucking awesome. But also because it's stylized. Yeah. And so I think that that I think you can really lean into the style. Some of my inspirations for this was the uh the pool in Annihilation. Yeah, and with just that head sort yeah. of coming out of this, and yeah. that it's it, that strong, sh- strikingly beautiful yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. Annihilation and, is so strikingly beautiful, and, and Annihilation in a lot of ways was yeah. an inspiration, but also um, the Shadow of the Colossus video game. I've never. I don't know. It. The basic premise. It's it's uh, the concept of the game was that this guy's love is dying, and so he like has to go kill all of these colossi to save her and it's it's a really great it's a really great game because it's like at what cost why like you're killing these beautiful creatures and these creatures are larger than life and there's always this gray mist around them and it's this this uh, sort of muted color scheme and everything that uh and it is these these beautiful giant creatures and i think that i think that this film could get away with with showing these monsters right. when it is heavily stylized. Right. Okay, cool. I I mean, this is a production thing, so it wouldn't necessarily be a thing we have to actually deal with, but I love the idea of it being real prosthetic. Like, Oh, yeah. Did we watch The Void together? We didn't, but you've okay. told me about it. I loved their use of prosthetic for a modern film that came out very recently and their mm-hmm. creation of these monsters and everything. Loved that. And there's something so, I don't know, tangible about seeing prosthetic monsters um, on screen, they yeah. feel so much more real than seeing CG monsters. Um, yeah, and I love that. And it, I would, I would absolutely love that. Um, um, I don't know that again, but we don't need to make this we don't need possible. To worry, but we don't need to worry about that. No. Um, I also, I do like the punk rock thing. I think, and this is, you can just tell me what you think about this. Uh-huh. Um, I like the idea of still retaining the horror factor and the the jump scares and the scary atmosphere while incorporating the so it wouldn't be as much of a a Shaun of the Dead where it's campy and funny. No, no, no. It's actually horrifying, but there have to be a few action moments that are scored by the best punk music like them so running or fighting or in my dream version of this because uh, I just listened to a lot of punk music mm-hmm. during this I listened to and a lot of Green Day because oh, Green, Green Day, Day is, is just so a personal good. love of mine and like uh, 2002 Green Day too well, 2004 yeah, and international super hits basically oh. anything um, from Kerplunk up to American Idiot and American that, Idiot that was the album. soundtrack of like my childhood yeah, <laughs> which well, is like it explains a lot. <laughs> I would love to find a way that this film ends with Macy's Day Parade. Yeah. Uh, but what I want to do is that if I had my dream of scoring this thing, it would be that we took all of those classic uh, 2000s and basically from 90s to 2000s uh, punk anthems 
got rid of the vo- vocals mm-hmm. and just had the instrumentals Ooh, and blended yeah. them into the film. That'd be cool. And so all of the time you're hearing like, oh shit, I know that yeah. one, but but I'm not hearing I'm not hearing exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it would have to be done really particularly so that it isn't. It can't for it to be scary. It can't be music the whole time. No, no, no. Uh, it has to be one part silence, one part. Yep. Uh, music or even two part silence one part music um but it has to be very particularly cued so it's like uh it's silent it's silent silent. something scary happens jump scare silence jump scare fighting and then music cue hard crash as it cuts to them running and the monster chasing after them like that kind of thing or or music starts when they decide they're gonna fight back and it's like it's time yep that kind of a thing well and with with different monsters can come different things because there can be ones that are that are really vibrant and loud and dangerous and there can be other ones that are just as terrifying in the slow movement of them Mm -hmm. like i was thinking of like something where it's almost got tentacles or something that's that's like slowly wrapping itself around them and you can have those then those also where it blares into view and you see this thing right before your face and it's yelling yeah like you can have all of these different It's sort of a film that can have a lot of different pieces coming into it. I think atmospherically, I think we definitely know what we're dealing with here. I think what we need to define now, and I I am personally a huge fan of not defining quote-unquote science to horror movies because that's just, you know, uh, you're Mm going to shoot yourself in the face doing that, foot, whatever, doing that. (laughs) Yeah. But, um... I, I, like, I like ambiguity. I like vagueness when it comes to horror monsters. But I think there has to be a taste of explanation behind it. Just like with Cloverfield, there was almost no explanation except that the monster came from the ocean. Yep. That was a big thing. The monster didn't come from outer space. It came from the ocean. And that's enough for everyone to be like, okay, I buy it. Um, same with, you know, uh, in uh, Bird Box, it was like, well, this is actually... Um, a, a monster that's existed forever in mythology and now it's just attacking us now or something like that. It's been awakened. It needs a tiniest bit of explanation. Yep. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, what, what do you think as the, the creator of this? I don't know if we've even finished your list of non-negotiables. No, no, I did. Okay, those cool, those were cool. them. Yeah. So, first to into my mind is I like the idea of it being a meteor. That That's a potential one. Yeah. Um, or if this is a nuclear bomb... Um, that where it hit, there was something there, like there was something underneath that came out. So like if it was fuses with, for instance, if this takes place in Nevada near Vegas or something, and it was area 51 or something Mm -hmm. and that's where it hit for whatever reason. And it doesn't have to come out at any point. It's just, we need to know in order to really explore. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And I think for me, what it is, is the, the destruction and the annihilation that that fused with with the people mm-hmm. that were around mm-hmm. and also some other entity interesting and formed these monsters so i sort of had an idea for the end and maybe this means that these things are somewhat extraterrestrial which is fine yeah love aliens is i kind of okay we've watched misfits recently <laughs> and i think this i think the cardigans Cardigans! You look at you. You're wearing cardigans. You're L wearing cardigans. Save me, Barry. I think that 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 speech sort of influenced this a little bit, which is at the end. I kind of want. 
either I, and it probably needs to be uh, Catalina or it needs to be one of the people who she knows um, who's basically doing a speech of like they're gods they they hmm. came and they destroyed we get anarchy we get what we wanted we get we get to fuck capitalism <laughs> we get to fuck communism we get to fuck it all and that's what's great huh. we're free huh. that this is a good thing to yeah. embrace it to embrace the anarchy yeah. um and then but really the cost of that is that anarchy in the end, just creates a new power structure. Very interesting, and that could be. It doesn't the the it could be that that her monologue says that or something like that that someone says that that just like if if she's the one that gives that speech, then someone has to tell her she's wrong. Someone has to be like, "Don't you get it? This is the same thing it's always been. There's just a new person in charge. There's a new one percent. There's a new top of the food chain." Um, it's the same as it's always been, that kind of a thing, um, which I think is a really even more powerful statement that, like, we say we want anarchy, but anarchy just results in the same patterns over and over. Yep. Um, which I think is really interesting and disheartening as someone who hates capitalism and wants to overthrow it. Um, just, uh, cycles repeat well, themselves. Yeah, because the problem isn't capitalism, it's humanity. Humanity. Yep, yep. We've had this talk a lot. Yeah, we have. I have a lot of feelings about economic <laughs> structures. Um, economic systems, I mean. But, oh, I love that. Um, I think extraterrestrials is a good way to go with it because that helps explain away your explosion bit. It can mm-hmm. be an, an asteroid, a meteor, a comet, whatever. I think it's a meteor, isn't it? That's what hits the Earth. One of them doesn't hit the Earth and one does. I think it's a meteor hits the Earth and an asteroid doesn't. I think so. I think you're Something right. Something like that. Yeah, cause, yeah, yeah, th- yeah that, is, that is correct. I think scientifically. Well, actually, wait. No, I think what it is is an asteroid, a meteor, a meteorite. Oh God! Oh God! A meteorite I'm is what lands on the Earth. Okay. Oh fuck us! I don't know. I'm not science. I can you believe for a hot second I thought I was gonna study astro uh, astrophysics. I had a physics teacher who was like, "You gotta study it," and I was really fucking good when I took physics. You were. I mean, you would have been great. I would have been great if I had done it, but also the math. <laughs> the math i can't do math i can't count to five anyway um i think that's that's great because it solves for a lot of issues i agree yeah it takes a lot of the um the like is it a a terrorism act is it a nuclear blah 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 it takes like that can still be a question but i think it, it should be the audience knows already that it's not and then you get the amazing wonderful um imagery in the first act the this this montage of everyone getting ready punk music you get suburban monotony you get the mundane you get the the teenagers trying not to be mundane but still being kind of mundane and then you can also have intercut with that images of a meteor literally hurtling towards earth through the atmosphere to this punk rock music getting closer and closer as these kids are fucking partying at a concert and then it strikes and then silence Oh, I really freaking like that. Right? Isn't that good? <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah. It's great. And then but that doesn't mean that the that the alien life forms have to be aliens entirely. It could be that whatever, you know, bacterium or radi bacteria or radiation or whatever was attached or alien life forms attached to this meteor meteorite did fuse with the surrounding and so you get all different kinds of monsters based on whatever 
it's attaching itself yeah to. yeah totally it, it could totally be kind I, of like annihilation but different yeah i think that's it i, th- I think, <laughs> kind of like the thing but different i think that's it i i totally think that that's the behind what what is causing yes yeah, yeah because that's so i just i think that's so fun yeah and i don't know so you mentioned a little bit about people uh trying to get to a save zone or whatever i like that i like that because we've seen so many post-apocalyptic movies where the apocalypse happens and then it cuts forward in time by like five years no yeah and i hate that i hate that and oh snap we gotta go yeah should we pause Uh, and come back and, and pick it up from there do you think we have five minutes? Because I think I can wrap this up. In five minutes? I think so. The whole thing? I had so many things I wanted to say. Oh, okay. All right, then never mind. We'll come back. We're back. We're back. After a quick commercial break. There are no commercials. <laughs> there aren't. You did not hear a commercial right there. But what you are hearing is a little bit of distance between the early segment of this episode. Yes. So we recorded the first half, and then we took a break, stepped away from it, had some thoughts and came back and now we're doing the second half. Mhm. Yep. Yeah. So the kind of the two things that we realized when uh when we had to step away and then we came back and we we were discussing the uh the film itself is that there were sort of two big questions. One was the the aliens and how they functioned within the story mm-hmm. and then also how it functioned thematically. And so I kind of went away with those thoughts and then I came back and I've done some more brainstorming on my own, took some of my own writer time off to think about it. And now I have some new ideas. And I'm super excited to hear them. Hit me with your new ideas. Hit me with your new (laughs) sh... I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So uh, I, I first want to start off with the aliens and the ideas that I kept from the... Uh, for first portion and that I'm using moving forward. Cool. So it is an asteroid that hits suburbia USA. Awesome. And it's an asteroid. Asteroids are bigger. Meteors are smaller. Oh, you did the research. You did research. That's why you take writer's time off to do research. That's all writers do. 90% (laughs) of writing is research. Okay. Continue. Okay. So that causes chaos and anarchy for Catalina and her punk cohorts, who I have three new cohorts to okay. add to the crew. Cool. This is our four main characters. Cool. So uh, I wrote little character descriptions, so I'll just go through those so that cool. everybody's up to date. Catalina, protagonist, someone who fits within the punk scene just about as well as she fits within suburbia. She can blend between the two, but she never quite fits. Okay. Then we have John, your stereotypical white dude. (laughs) That's it. That's all you need. (laughs) No, he'll probably grow up to be nothing, but he likes to wax poetic about something. Just give him time to age and he'll mold into the cog he's supposed to be. Okay. Cool. Then we have Luke, rage man. Like, he's ready to rage, man. And he does. (laughs) Vega, uh, who's a good friend, likely. a good friend, likely the only one Catalina has. Mm -hmm. She wears earbuds at concerts and is ready and is as ready... (laughs) And as ready as she is to fuck authority, she's also not wasting her life on this town. Okay, solid. Identify. It's like, tag yourself. Tag yourself. Vega. <laughs> yeah. Tag myself. John. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, John and Catalina. Mainly Catalina. Yeah. Um, so so those are the four main characters. Uh, then, so... I'm keeping I'm keeping all that we talked about within the uh, sort of musical anthem beginning with the asteroid being juxtaposed and then it all coming together for this chaotic explosion mm-hmm. and 
And then instead of it just being Catalina running through the chaos, it's all four of them cool. trying to get through the chaos and finding some sanctuary cool. within a warehouse. One quick question. So Vega and Catalina know each other beforehand because they're friends. Yes. Other two dudes, do they know... They're all part. They're all the friend group. So they are all a friend group, but they all survive this thing together. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So my my theory on this, from going back and listening to a lot of um, like first person uh, stories from uh, Hiroshima and, and different things like mm-hmm. that, is that they are in sort of the center of the mosh pit, and mm-hmm. so they, uh, while other people around them die, they take in some of the like least impact due to just them being inside and then also uh surrounded by people so they they survive lots of lots of body shields there yeah Mm -hmm. okay solid so then uh sort of where where i still leave it at is them in the warehouse and then starting to be attacked by these alien Mm -hmm. human hybrids so this this explosion of this meteorite uh, it's sort of similar to Annihilation, except for it's not radiation. It's instead biological. Cool. And so it's Love these, uh, it's this like biological organism that molds within the humans to like create the these thing. crazy monsters. Like the yeah, thing. Yeah, but on a, in like a, in a populated area, not the middle of the Antarctic or wherever. So it's these mass, yeah, exactly. Yes. And uh, so it's, yeah, it's definitely like the thing. It's these, uh, this, this hybrid and what I want to play with that is something that I think also Annihilation kind of plays with, but this, when you have these two entities merging together, what is taken from both of them to create mm. this final form? And mm-hmm. so the thing that I, I, one of the things I want to play with is like human nature and how that infects with these monsters. Mm. So I want the monsters to have different sort of personalities cool. and stuff. So there are ones that are vicious and are like trying to protect themselves and save themselves. There are also maybe ones that are more community driven. Mm. And then there are also ones that are just scared. Mm. Uh, and so like, I, d- I think that there's sort of a moment where all of the characters see the humanity in these aliens of like, oh, oh this one's really scared. Like, oh, these things, these things are merged with us. Yeah. But... What that leads me to is the thematics of this. Okay. Which, what I wanted to come back to is that anarchy is just the starting of a a new new order, a A new new normal. Yeah. A new 1% taking over, which is something that we early on talked about. Yeah. Is that this is just a cycle, Mm -hmm. and this group of humans is finding themselves at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And And that's where... I want the film to end with is that they come together as a group, uh, united, but also understanding that they're they're the new bottom. Yeah, cool. In this society, cool. I like that. Does everyone survive to the end of no. the four? Luke, Luke is a douchebag. Okay, he cool. he goes crazy. So uh, I have two two sort of thoughts that I, on this. Luke goes crazy, tries to tries to kind of assert within within the explosion of this society there becomes a power vacuum okay and that's the same within this friend group okay and so now all of a sudden luke's like oh i can be the alpha i can take over i can be the the leader Mm -hmm. of the new society uh and he gets killed like they're like bro you got bloodlust you're horrible and they like i'm assuming an alien kills him i think it would be great it does that play out in a way where they're we talked about them running towards a, a trying to escape towards a yep. safe zone or something and maybe he tries to prevent them from doing that because yes. he wants them to stay in a place where he can have control over them i like it yeah. um and that would be an interesting scene to have that play out and then he gets killed yeah and they're like nope we're not staying here yeah uh yes i completely i, I think that that's sort of the final little little moment and mm-hmm. that monologue that i kind of talked about mm-hmm. in the first one i think i want him to be delivering that yeah and he's giving that and then it's like 
bro, you fucking lost it. Yeah, that's not how this works. Yeah, and, oh. and the other one is I want John to have started mutating, Ooh, but cool. I want him to survive at the end. I want all three of them to live together okay, cool. at the end. And he's one and of he's them. he's one of them. That's kind of cool. And it just goes to that point of that not all of these aliens are bad and... It's, it's instead, not all aliens. Yeah. It's instead <laughs> the, the problem is within humans' nature to need uh, hierarchy okay. and class divide. Cool. Cool. I like that. I like where this is going thematically. Um, something that I had thought about during our break that I don't know if it fits anymore, you tell me, um, it's because there were so many themes of anarchy and everything. Um, and I was struggling with that a lot the first time around because I'm like, I don't know how to visualize that or thematically deal with that Mm -hmm. um, plot-wise. And then I realized, well, if it's about everything turning into anarchy, everything going to shit, basically, what if that's it follows a similar structure where you can't necessarily predict what's going to happen next, where things happen so quickly and change course so quickly that that, like someone dies who you don't expect to die. Kind of, you know, how everyone was so surprised when Game of Thrones killed off a bunch of characters, um, that kind of thing, where it feels almost chaotic in structure. It's like, oh, it was an explosion. Oh, now there are aliens. Oh, this person's in charge. Nope, this person died. And this idea of like not having a full understanding at all times of what's going on because it's so chaotic. But I don't know if that fits now because now we have these characters that we're following that have arches, arches, arcs. <laughs> they have arches. arches. <laughs> arches National Park is now in this film. It always no, was. It's, it's Utah, guys. It's Utah. Okay. This is just my hometown that I'm <laughs> killing off. I'm killing off two different parts of myself. Wow, this is um, really deep. Uh, it. This is certified deep. <laughs> this is uh, very therapeutic for you, it sounds like. It is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I say Catalina is me, yeah. it, this one is pretentiously like, I, Casey, I grew Catalina. up in a theocracy and... Yeah. I hated that, but I also didn't fit in with the stoners, yeah. so I left. Yeah. And that's sort of the end arc for the three characters who I do want to survive. Yeah. And so I do think I really like that idea, and I the, the, I don't want to kill these three characters okay. off, is I guess my, my yeah. end thing, because I do, it still has one of those big themes of friendship yeah. and community, yeah. and that there is, like, maybe the only saving grace is low stakes community <laughs> is like the literally the people you have directly around yeah. you and the rest of the world is fucked i think there could be and again this is the kind of thing that would come out with a fully developed script where we're, we're able to have side characters and things like that um it could work if at some point we're following these four characters and then suddenly we start following a different small community of people kind of like how in Shaun of the dead where it's mm-hmm. like yeah, there's yeah, a parallel group those. um but instead of them disappearing come back at the end maybe you follow them for a hot second and the audience is like wait a second i thought we were following the other characters and then something happens and bounces us back to the first characters and like it's kind of um oh i like that yeah yeah all, all over the place but in a way that still tells the story and serves the themes I like that. And I mean, whether they like sort of dismantle mm-hmm. as a group, they, they sort of give in to that power struggle mm-hmm. or something, but they fall apart. Uh, or maybe it would be interesting is they all end up as aliens mm. and they <laughs> are the parallel. they're the parallel side, but <laughs> they are within the cogs in the system. Yeah, that could be interesting. Uh, yeah. Well, because that, so that brings me to kind of an ending that okay, I thought yeah. of this for this, which is so they all make it to the safety point and they realize that the whole world is burned to the ground. Okay. And it's all like it's like this is this is going to take over everything. Okay. And this is the new world order. And so they all sort of band together. You know, they all grab hands. Maybe John's is all fucked up or something. <laughs> but and they're all like, we're going to we're going to survive together. 
and it sort of and it fades out and then it comes back up and Catalina's like hunting. Um, huh. And she like she kills an animal and drags it back to their their home base, which is sort of covered in leaves and stuff. And like they've clearly like dug a tunnel uh-huh. and like barricade themselves away. She grabs some objects like that were sitting out on a rock that you don't quite see. Uh-huh. She goes inside and John's like completely formed into whatever he is. And Vega's there and they're like all start making food and stuff. And maybe like maybe they've all they've got like a sign language book. So they're all speaking in yeah. sign language to keep the quiet down uh-huh. and everything. And then uh, as they're making dinner, uh, Catalina reveals what she grabbed on the rock and it's fully charged iPod Nanos. <laughs> and they all put in their headphones, they press play on the same playlist and it's a fucking anarchy rock anthem. And they all sit there and shake their hands oh and God. like are like freaking dancing. They're not moving their legs because that would make too much noise and they're all grooving and it kind of moves up and it goes up and then you go up top and you see a monster move across the top. Oh, that's cool. That's and cool. that's the end of it. That's cool. I like that. I also like the fact that I did not see that coming at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Any of that, which fits in with what I was saying about like uh, a, a plot and a story that is so almost outrageous or, or frenetic that it's hard to follow or predict. Yeah. Um, which fits in with the whole anarchy and, and punk rock scene and all that, which is great. Yeah. Because like my first thought was like, oh, at the ending, they reach the safe zone and it's like, Kind of like, um, what was that movie? Uh, the South African one with the aliens where they live in like a ghetto? Oh, yeah. Uh, D- District 9. District 9, yeah. And it's like, oh, they've quarantined this area and there's a new world order in that area, but everything else is still the status quo. Mm, yeah. But no, that's not what you're saying. Nope, everything's <laughs> it's over. entirely different. It's just a, a real hard It is a whole new term. world order. Okay, yep. rad. Um, I like this undercurtain, not undercurtain, this like strong theme of counterculture mm-hmm. um, because the punk scene in the beginning is supposed to be representative of counterculture but in a way it is it's still within the mainstream but then by the end it becomes an actual act of rebellion well and i think that's the cool thing about the 2000s is it, it it's not a counterculture anymore yeah, yeah no. it, it's now it is now being enveloped yeah. with the rest of society it's just as corporate and capitalist as everything else and yeah it's just some it's just some suburban kids yeah. trying to pretend yeah it's it's playing at counterculture it's playing at rebellion but it's not um and i like the idea that their arc is going from that playing at that idea of counterculture which is what J- not john um other guy other character uh, Luke. Luke represents is this like he wants to stay in where he knows it's familiar because it's safe and play at counterculture or play at new world order or whatever yep. um, but that's not how this works and now by the end of it they have to actually basically just being alive as they are and living as they are is a rebellion yep. um, which is what real counterculture should be which I think is a really great arc um, and works I think very thematically with mm-hmm. this, which is really exciting. <laughs> Good. Um, I'm glad. Yeah, I really like how that turned out. Did you have any other like little bits here or there that you wanted to share that you wanted to see in this? Um, I was I was actually most interested in John um, and his arc from becoming a you know a symbol of the patriarchy, a symbol of the current empowered group, and then becomes <laughs> a symbol of the new empowered group within his group of friends who are a minority. Yeah. Um, uh, in both situations, yeah. which I think is very funny. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Okay, good. That's good. It should be. It should be pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, I took it, that. That's taking from like Shaun of the Dead and all of yeah. those types of where, uh, you know, it's supposed to be. 
I, we always, I think, view these things as a negative. It's with every zombie film, it's a negative that this person is becoming a zombie. But it's like, but what if your friends accept you? Yeah. Like, what if there are still people in this world? I love, I love in Shot of the Dead when she's like, oh, when it's at the very end, and it's some random woman on the telly who's like, uh, he's still my husband. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's still my husband in there. You have sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, um, and so yeah. I, I, but it, within this is like he still has some some agency yeah. at the end and stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah. and he's still he's still in there, but he's also definitely whatever else is there too. Yeah, which is really interesting. Yeah, um, and then I'd love to see for like the final image of like the alien moving across the screen, whatever, um, to see basically what we've seen already, but on a scale that's like times 10. Like it's like so much time has passed that it has evolved into something that's massive. Insane. Um, massive or just intricate or something we haven't seen yet, but it would yeah. be like the eventual evolution of this monster. Um, I, I like think that would that. be a really fun final thing to see. Like, holy shit, this is what this will become. Yeah. I um, really like that. Totally. Uh, which I think would be super cool. Which is like, yeah, we're seeing, we're seeing basically like the aristocrat <laughs> of this new world order. Which is physicalized, I think, in, yes. in the aliens, which is really cool. I like no, it's that. just wearing a top hat. Oh, okay. It's a top hat and a cane <laughs> monocle. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Literally nothing. And it's all bad. That's the, that's how we ruin the movie. With it's, its just final capitalism, shot. but with aliens. <laughs> we took the joke too far. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Anything else that jumps into your mind? Um, I like it. I like the parallelism of the first scene and the last one. Um, I like the bringing back the same song. I think for it to pay off really well is you have to see all of the characters in the beginning jamming out the yep. same way in their respective homes or whatever before they go. Well, yeah. Well, yes, absolutely. Uh, it definitely starts with all four of them separated and yeah. getting ready and everything because yeah. you, you got to see them getting into their punk garb. Mm -hmm. Like you have to see these transformations um, and then also them all in the car and then them finally at the concert together. Yeah. I was thinking it would just be great to see the the same even iPod thing while they're getting ready, like in their homes and see it played out again in the end. Gotcha. Um, I was thinking that was because they're trying to keep it quiet. Yeah, but it's the same uh, but thing yeah, as yeah, when yeah, you I live like in a that. suburban so home. They're, they're all, still... Yeah, no, I like that. That's totally <laughs> yeah. a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's all I thought. That's the yeah. one image. Otherwise, I'm pretty, uh, I think that's pretty cool. How do you feel about it? I feel really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's all about coming up with what, what that survival structure in the middle is mm -hmm. now, um, mm -hmm. which is always the daunting part. But I think as far as what, what's there and the, the ideas behind it and everything, it was really helpful to have that initial one and then to be able to take that time with yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Anything else we got to update people on at the end of this one? Um, uh, make sure you subscribe yeah. on iTunes and whatever other platform you listen on. Yep. You're just going to look at your app and you're going to see the button that says subscribe and on the jump scare album and you're going to press subscribe. And you're going to leave a five-star review. Yes. Uh, and you're going to write something. You're going to write something that's like, this is great. That's Those all you have to write. posts are amazing. You could also write that. Um, you're going to follow us on Instagram at jumpscarethepodcast or on Twitter at jumpscarethepod. Oh, wait, we're also on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And... Well, I think that's everything for today, then. That's everything. Yeah. Um, oh, and Casey. Yeah? The status quo. <gasps> <laughs> Your punk rock nightmare.